0: we <laughs> To the saint 14 project podcast i'm average joe 227 with me as always is sentinel dad hatchy dave and ssj5 goku 28 tonight we have a special guest with us cuddles all the way from stackup.org but before we go saying hey to cuddles and everything before we go diving into our topic for the episode this week what's everybody been playing lately sentinel what have you been playing man besides battlefield or battlefront or whatever you're playing
1: I've been playing uh, a little bit of Terra, um, and I've been into Ghost Recon Wildlands lately, too.
0: What was the first um, one? Terra. Really? Really? You caught yes, me by really. surprise
1: with that one. Uh, it's only because my friends made me do it. Yeah, yep. Yeah, That's weird. how it always
2: starts.
0: Pure pressure. <laughs> nice. Nice. Goku, what have you been playing? I know I've been watching a couple of your feeds on Twitter. I've been posting a couple yeah, of Yeah, one of
3: them... Yeah, I've been playing God of War, uh, but the last few days, uh, I haven't been playing much because I I do have quite a interesting news. Today, I defended my doctoral thesis. Congratulations. And it it was accepted uh, with minor modifications, so I am on the verge of getting my finished doctorate. Congratulations.
2: Congrats. Good job. So
3: proud of you. Well done. Thank you. Uh, moving on to something else god of war is amazing <laughs> right uh, i've been playing the crap out of god of war when i can get a chance and uh i'm a, a completionist and i haven't finished the story yet cuz i've been caught up with all of the side quests and getting every little bit of uh, out of that game yeah there's i know lot. joe you've been playing You've been playing that game as well, Joe, right? Oh, God, yeah. Since uh, since it released day
0: one, uh, it's just incredible. It's probably one of the best games I ever played, top one, two. It's just incredible. It's so just immersive in the entire world. They did a phenomenal job, and the banter from the son is just spot on for a father-son conversations. <laughs> Mm-hmm. it's they and with meneer as well boy yeah, and, boy yeah. <laughs> yeah, boy it's it's incredible uh, I,
3: I watched the uh, average joe's uh review of it and he actually had a boy counter and apparently it was about a th- 1200 and something times oh that and boy
0: <laughs> that was a great review though
2: oh yeah it was amazing
0: yeah dave what have you been playing
2: uh this week of course go to war i started it uh i i have one complaint about that game it's it's hard it's not it's not the easiest game so i have to like take it in strides and i love the story so when i get a really good story game i put it away more often than i should because i want it to last longer so uh i play some of that and i somehow i start playing other games that i haven't been playing for a while i like start dusting off my shelf and i tried that terror game Mm -hmm. i really like Mm -hmm. the world but i get a little turned off when i have to read what they're saying i'm not used to that anymore like back in the day uh the old school uh,
3: jrpgs
2: yeah when they you see them moving and doing like but they're not actually saying the words but other than that the world Mm -hmm. is beautiful and the, the movement is really cool um I'm uh, trying to finish Borderlands still from like five years ago. So maybe, hmm. I'm, I think I'm close to the end <laughs> now. Um, what else have I been playing? I played some Iron Banner last week. Iron Banner is pretty good now with 6v6. Six six, and I've finished, I finally finished my chess piece. So for this other Iron Banner coming up, I am probably not going to. Iron Banner this week as well? This week, it just started today. Yeah, Iron Banner wasn't last, last week. Chance. No, your last chance. No, it was the week before.
0: That's right, yeah. That's yeah, yeah, prior to last.
2: Yeah, we were recording while Iron Banner was coming out, and then I, I got to finish my, finish my chess piece, and it's Control, so that's like my nemesis in, Iron ba- in, uh, <laughs> in Destiny, so I'm, I'm probably not going to play it much this week, so maybe I'll finish you, Borderlands.
0: You know, I, I got to play Iron Banner. When we're done tonight, I'm jumping into it because I did not play one match two weeks ago all week
2: you should i don't, man. I don't it, think i played a good. game
0: two weeks ago so i was really bummed out that i missed iron banner all completely but uh yeah
2: yeah six v six is it's really <laughs> good it's just for me it's just control i it kills my kd to the control i don't know what it is it must be that mu- multitasking thing you know like in fortnite <laughs> <laughs> but yeah
0: so cuddles how you doing bud I'm good.
4: Thank you guys so much for having me on. Thank you for for coming, bro. Welcome. Yeah, thanks
3: for coming.
0: Yeah. So, quick, quick question before we uh, dive into uh, what have you been playing this week? You been playing any games lately? I have.
4: um, I've actually. There's been two games that have been taking up a lot of my time. One of them being a brand new uh, collectible card game called Star Trek Adversaries. Um, I found this at PAX East and absolutely fell in love with it. And I mean, it's, it's the, the the coolest thing is they have the license all the way from the original series all the way through Discovery. So forget anything That's, else about it. It's Star Trek and cards, and they make the real noises. and so there's good. This, <laughs> the, the real you know
0: ships. What? I would be lying if I said that i didn't know what you were talking about because i was at pax east too and i saw that there
4: it was the one game that i took the time to actually go see it was the only game that i played out of everything on the floor i went and saw like the two guys with a laptop set up on a table with like a (laughs) like a stained tablecloth and no business cards like it was really it was really kind of shady but it was an awesome game i really like it um the only other thing that I've really been doing is I've picked up an odd game to relax to, hmm. um, and that's Cuphead. Really, <laughs> Cuphead. Like,
3: Cuphead to relax? I really? am
4: finding Cuphead insanely relaxing. I do like I do get a little aggravated by deaths, but like the the re, like the repetitive na- nature of it, and just having to sit down and learn a pattern, and oh, like, yeah. it actually it kind of. Like it engages my brain without me actually actively engaging my brain, and mm-hmm. like that's really kind of going it. through the motions. Yeah, yeah, it's um, it, it's really nice. I've been enjoying the heck out of it. Haven't beat it yet. Probably never will, but I enjoy it. <laughs> have
1: have, uh, have you guys ever played? Uh, it's on the PSN store. Um, Cat Lateral Damage. No, I haven't played that. No, no. Cat Lateral. Um, so there are like these four or five different levels like one's like a house one's a museum uh, uh, there's a few other different uh, places and you're literally a cat and the whole objective your whole goal is just to knock crap off the wall off the floor <laughs> with, with your little freaking paws and stuff it is uh, I, I'm gonna stream it this week for you guys not I t- will t- watch person. that and I'll send it to you <laughs> uh, yes I will yeah, I will I as well I see this <laughs> hashtag cult arms cat lateral damage um.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh it's gonna be epic it,
1: yeah but that's um that's probably a good segue um so cuddles i know you joe knows you dave knows you goku knows you but why don't you tell everyone else who the heck are you and uh, what do you do for stack
4: um well my name is um Cuddles as as you've heard them refer to me many a time already. Um people also call me the Game Case or Chris. Um I have been volunteering for Stack Up for nearly three years now. Somewhere around that. I'm very bad at math, so we're gonna ballpark it and say three years.
0: I'm in the same so, boat as you, man. I'm terrible at math. <laughs>
4: yeah, I have I have no clue. Um but no, I've been, I've been volunteering for uh, StackUp for quite some time now, and uh, actually came on staff 10 months ago, um, or nine, again, the math thing. Um, but I am our live stream manager, so I help out with recruitment and retention of our Twitch Mixer and YouTube uh, friends that, that stream and raise funds for us.
1: That is awesome. Um, you know, I mean, I've I've been involved with Stack Up for about I mean, almost two years. I'm I'm one of the uh, the game night hosts for the uh, the the gaming side of uh, Stack Up, and I've uh, already done a couple charity streams for them in the past. But um, that's kind of that's also a mental health organization shout out. Um, specifically, you know, StackUp.org is a um, it's a great organization. Uh, it's devoted to uh, helping uh, armed Forces but the veterans uh, healing through gaming. Um, they have all these sorts of different programs, but the the one program, the one of the more recent ones specifically, is why we have you here today. Is called it's the Stack Up Overwatch program, the Stop program. Um,
4: so, can you tell us a little bit about that, Cuddles? Definitely. So, our Stop program is it's kind of been a labor of love um, from our our wonderful Miss Stephanie or everybody knows her as Betty Page. Um, she's been she's been working on this for quite some time. Um, and we've recently brought our stack up Overwatch program director Mr. Elvis on board. Um, and yes, his name actually is Elvis, folks. Yeah. It's like that it's not his gamer tag or his handle or some cute nickname. No, his his name is Elvis. Um, we know their
3: his parents is uh, a favorite artist then.
2: There you go. Yeah, yeah they uh, they like
4: Taretha Franklin a whole lot. Does he? They really okay. Really yeah. Sad, really I really that they had a boy. I really, um, really hope
2: he he's you know your baby. What's going on? You know, like I I hope he's selling it. With a name like that, you just have to so. you
3: have to use it. Wait, can I've you do that again, Dave? I've never seen him do it. Do that right again, I'm Dave. To...
2: <laughs>
4: <laughs> I love it. <laughs> I'm going to request that from him next time I see him but no our uh, our stack up Overwatch program it is a program that's based on our Discord servers um, and it is there 365 days a year, 24 hours a day, seven days a week and it is there to help uh, folks that are having a crisis moment. Um, we have we have individuals that have been trained by psych armor and gone through training on our end. Um, one of our clinical therapists actually goes through, um, scenario training with these guys and, uh, yeah, they, they end up available at any time to help, uh, anybody out, either a civilian or veteran.
0: And that's just incredible to offer that, that to not just veterans, but, uh, civilians as well anybody that's going through a crisis and i know uh personally uh we've had people reach out to us from other discord servers with somebody in one of their chats going through a crisis and we've directed them uh to the uh stackup.org discord to talk to somebody that's certified and trained to deal with uh people going through crises and just being in there and then kind of, like, lurking in the chat to see, like, everything going on and everything. it It's just incredible what you guys do on a daily basis. I mean, you help out so much, and it's so heartwarming to see that in the communities.
4: Oh, it really is. Um, May is, of course, Military Appreciation Month, uh, but it's also Mental Health Awareness Month. Yes, it is. Yeah. And mm-hmm. um, our, our Stack Up Overwatch program is is doing some amazing things. They actually just uh, they just returned from a trip to Washington, D.C., uh, to our nation's fine capital, to the American Association of Suicidology had a conference there. And time after time, as people hear about our program, they're absolutely amazed that something like this is going on online, that, it, that it, you know, a distributed charity like ourselves, like, you know, we never we never sit in an office. Um, none of us. Um, the, I, I know several of y'all from from doing stack up things. Yet the only time we ever are together is at a convention. Um, we're <laughs> truly, we're truly distributed and being able to uh, being able to help people all over the world um, through our Discord server is a pretty amazing opportunity and something we're very proud to be able to do.
1: And 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 for anyone that's never uh, checked out the stackup.org uh, Discord server, if you just go to their Twitter, I think it's pinned there. Just go to twitter.com/slash/stackup.org, and like going into their um, server is it's a very welcoming place. Every it, it is open to everyone, um, and the and, like when we're talking about like the. The Overwatch program service that's on the Discord server—it's not just there, and like people could possibly utilize it. It's there, and it gets utilized every single day. Mm-hmm. Um, and there are, uh, uh, Chris, uh, on the top of your head, how many, um, how many uh, uh, trained people in this server do you have for the stop program?
4: Um, fully trained folks, I believe there's about a half a dozen right now. Right. Um I could be a little off on that number. I actually know they're doing some training this week. Right. Um I remember. So so that's it's something that I didn't mention that's kind of awkward to throw in now, but I should have at the beginning. Um <laughs> is I I, I do want to preface um any discussions about stop with the fact that although we provide crisis intervention, we're not providing mental health licensed mental health services. Um and our, our program is never a substitute for such services. Um, if oh, you course. need help, please contact mm-hmm. the licensed mental health professional um, or reach out to one of the national suicide hotlines. Or of course our stack up Overwatch program. If you happen to be in Discord, <laughs> mm-hmm. sorry, I, Which is... I, I was supposed to do that at the beginning. Just
3: <laughs> and that's okay. I and a lot of things that we do as well with the, the Saint 14 project with our Discord. While I am a trained mental health professional, uh, what I can give in our Discord is not a substitute for seeking a mental health professional in your local area. Yes. I, I can help. Uh, with certain things in the moment and help guide but I'm not that that professional that the person will need in a, a long term fashion yeah and, and i think and a lot of the things you do with stack up as as well as that crisis intervention to get the person to a more long term program with a mental health professional
4: yes now no saying that we don't offer those services We do, of course, recommend service like we Mm. we are there to liaison between you and those services as much as we possibly can. Um, But, yeah, it's there is no substitute for proper mental health care. Mm
3: -hmm. And it's one of the things that we see a lot uh, with people that they aren't aware of the programs available to them in their area. Uh, A lot of people think either going to a psychologist, a social worker, a psychiatrist, it's just at their local hospital, but there are private practices, there's community mental health, there's outreach programs, there's much more than what people are aware of. So having those resources available and having that knowledge available to the public is very important. Yeah. And I know you've been great
0: with uh, uh, everybody. Really, has with gathering resources for people and for them in their local areas and getting that information to them for them to reach out mm-hmm. to somebody close by. Uh, and these places nowadays, if it, they're very comfortable settings, very relaxing. I had I had for the longest time a picture in my head of walking into a hospital and going through the halls and all this and nope i went to visit a local uh uh uh, mental health professional uh down in my area and it his office was in the side of a house like a duplex house his office was right there and it was a very comfortable setting and mm-hmm. i went in and said hi and you know introduced myself from you know St. 14 project and wanted to see and talk to him a little bit and i was very impressed with how comfortable these settings were so people should not be uh afraid to go uh, and see a mental health professional in their area mm-hmm. and not have a stigma in their mind of what they're walking mm-hmm. into before they go because a lot of things mm-hmm. have changed in the last decade
3: yeah, because a lot of people have an idea of a mental health professional of the typical stereotype what you see in the movies of a Freudian couch. So someone laying down on a couch and having the therapist behind them. And it's there still is that type of therapy, but that's not the most commonplace. In my office, I'm sitting face-to-face with my client. They're sitting on a couch because it's more comfortable than having a chair. And I'm sitting in front of them with a chair. And we're having a discussion.
2: Uh, on, that no- on that note, when I go talk to a therapist, I am very disappointed when they don't have a laying couch for me. I, it's
1: because they know you'll fall asleep. They,
2: I probably would, <laughs> but I, I kind of go in the mind frame that that's what's going to happen, and it's not there. So I'm always like, oh. <laughs> you're disappointed a little need, bit. Like, you're I disappointed need,
3: they don't have that long laying yes, couch. I
2: need better insurance.
3: <laughs> so you're disappointed we don't have the beard and the tweed jacket as well? Yes. I, I want all of that. <laughs> See, well
4: you, you, know know what the what you whole need package? to do next time is you need to bring a little folding cot along <laughs> with you. Like an army so cot. So you're prepared. <laughs> yeah. So you walk in. There's no couch. You go, hold no, on a minute. No. Go out to your car get the cot <laughs> set it up like get out a little blankie and just lay down and be like all right let's do this Carbosal. i just got a mental <laughs> picture
0: of dave doing that and that was just <laughs> worth it right there
4: it won't it won't bring up any red flags with your therapist i promise I, n- I should, awesome. none at all no, my,
3: none at all
2: i should bring my rock sack do you remember rambo then he had a big ass rock sack from like vietnam and he had a cot always like tied up to the top of it when he was at the beginning of the movie that's Are we what talking I
0: mean. Ram- Rambo first blood? Or... First blood? Yeah, yeah, that's Yeah, he did.
2: He had that backpack, like the rucksack, and he had a I remember he had a cot, and when I was little I didn't know what that was. And I remember when I joined the army and we started setting up our camp, I was like, "Oh, that's what he was carrying this whole time." Awesome. It clicked
0: in that moment. And that in that moment. moment like 20 years you later. You realized that moment. <laughs> you were doing what Rambo did mm-hmm. in the movie. <laughs> because. You were basically Rambo himself. I was Rambo.
1: <laughs> but anyways, that's probably a good time. Um, so we've talked about trauma. We've talked about anxiety. We've talked about depression. Um, and we talked about psychosis with our um, Hellblade episode. Mm-hmm. Um, But this week, we're going to talk about suicide, Mm
5: -hmm.
1: um, considering um, the Stack Up Overwatch program and uh, what our uh, awareness stream is on May 19th. Um, So, Goku, why don't you bring us through um, the clinical definition of suicide?
3: So, suicide, uh, while it's not a, a mental health disorder... It's a symptom and something that's very important to look into. So although death by suicide is still relatively rare, thinking about suicide is much more common. So when feeling overwhelmed or in psychological, psychological pain, a person might contemplate suicide. Even if this is uh, briefly or half-heartedly, they, they can have those thoughts kind of pop into their head. Sometimes a person has a passive suicidal thought, which is wishing he or she wouldn't wake up in the morning, or wishing something fatal would happen to them. And sometimes uh, those suicidal thoughts are more active, and are serious, and the person thinks about how they would actively end their own life. Although having suicidal thoughts does not necessarily mean that someone is on the verge of killing themselves, Uh, both either in active or in a passive way, it needs to be taken seriously, as it suggests that uh, it's something that is not right at that moment in a person's life. And when any mental health professional is doing a uh, mental health uh, risk analysis in terms of suicide, that risk analysis, the time frame for which it is valid is very short. It's valid for about 24 to 48 hours. So when someone has those suicidal thoughts and we do a mental health risk assessment at that time, we're saying, all right, for this amount of time, I am relatively confident that he's safe or he needs to be hospitalized. But that will quite likely change uh, given extra circumstances. So, in terms of suicides, the figures are quite important. So, in terms of the overall amount of people that die by suicide, three-quarters of those are men. Not saying that men are more suicidal than women, but the means at which men use to commit suicide are uh, different than what women will do. So, men are more likely to die by suicide from their first attempt Due to them choosing uh, means that will likely lead to a successful attempt. Well, women, so I'm kind of stereotyping, not all women, but they typically use less lethal means, less painful means. Uh, And middle-aged and older men in Canada have higher rates of suicide, and this is due to uh, health conditions in terms of cancer and other types of medical diagnosis. And suicide is the second leading cause of death for people between the ages of 15 to 34. And the attempts... ...of suicide outnumber the deaths by suicide, sometimes between 10 to 20 to 1. So for each person that dies by suicide, 10 to 20 people will have attempted to commit suicide. So who is at risk for suicide? A lot of people, and almost everyone is at risk for suicide. It's depending on many different variables. Commonly, people who think about, um, about suicide or, to, uh, or wanting to die feel very overwhelmed. They feel helpless. Uh, they feel sadness, guilt, shame, um, and hopeless. And it uh, can be part of a mental health diagnosis where it be major depression, Borderline person, uh, borderline personality disorder, bipolar disorder, schizophrenia, and many others. But some people can contemplate when they have major life stressors. So the loss of a loved one, or uh, being fired from a job. At that moment in time, the person can feel so overwhelmed that they believe the only way to ease their pain is to end their own life. Not saying that they actually want to die... But they want the pain to end. So what are the signs to look for if you're concerned about someone is considering suicides? So specific signs uh, include talking about suicide and death, talking about collecting things to carry out uh, suicide, preparing for death by writing a will, or giving away uh, their prized personal possessions previous suicide attempts, and recent experience of uh, serious personal losses. Uh, some of the other symptom, uh, other signs that someone might be considering suicide are similar signs to depression. They include changes in eating and sleeping habits, withdrawal from others, loss of interest in usual activities, particularly those that they enjoy, uh, neglecting their personal appearance, the increase of use of alcohol or other drugs, an increases in risky behavior. So as mentioned, although depression is a risk factor for most suicide, the majority of people with depression do not die by suicide. When we're talking uh, about the risk for suicidal behavior, someone that is severely depressed typically doesn't have the energy to carry out a suicide attempt. Uh, Like I've mentioned before, I've had clients that if they could get out of bed to take a shower, and that was the only thing they could do that day, that was a successful day. So going through all the motions of killing themselves is a very arduous task. When we're talking about bipolar disorder, where we go from a very depressive state to a hypomanic or a manic state, that transition period can be very problematic because they're they're coming out of that very dark, depressive state and gaining more energy to carry out the act. So we need to pay a little bit more attention at that time. So I've had this question asked uh, from uh, people in our Discord and from uh, this group here in terms of how do we talk to someone about suicide? So asking about suicide will not make them more suicidal. It's best to come right out and tell the person that you're, you've you noticed changes, you've noticed signs that they may be hurting or in need of help, that you're worried or concerned, and that you want to help them, that you're there for them, that you're wanting to understand what they're going through. If the person admits uh, to feeling sad or hopeless, uh, you need to ask directly, uh, why they're hurting and directly, have you thought about hurting or killing yourself? So you kind of can't beat around the bush. You need to kind of confront it that have you thought about hurting or killing yourself? And listen, don't judge and don't try to solve the other person's problem. Uh, you may not understand how or why that person feels the way that they do. You may not even accept the way that they feel, but they are in, they are in pain and they need help. Don't try to convince them uh, that their way of seeing the world or their actions uh, that they're concerning is bad or wrong. Because at that moment in time, the person is seeing that action as a way of... Uh, solving their pain, alleviating their pain. If someone is thinking about suicide and discloses uh, that they want to kill themselves to you, uh, this is not likely a conversation you can promise to keep confidential. And when I speak to any new client, I say that everything we talk about here is confidential. However, there's a small Criteria. So there's limits to that confidentiality. And that first limit is, if you ever tell me or have serious concerns that you want to seriously harm yourself, kill yourself, or kill someone else, I do need to take the necessary measures to make sure that they're kept safe and the other person is kept safe. Or it be calling the police, or it be calling an ambulance to take them to the hospital and get them uh, what we call in Canada called a Form 1. I don't know the equivalent in the States, which which is a mandatory 72-hour psychiatric hold. So a person feeling suicidal is a person who needs help. Uh, You may need to talk to others uh, to help them get it. It's to help them see that there is light outside that they can get through this
1: um i have a question Mm -hmm. uh what if someone is having suicidal thoughts and have never been in therapy before you know not every therapist is the right fit for the right patient that's Um, true what what are some tips for finding um
3: finding the the
1: the right therapy that that matches you
3: Mm -hmm. well on many professional organizations when there's kind of a section that's called find a therapist and a lot of therapists will have kind of their uh, specializations listed there Uh, looking for population type uh, noticing if you feel more comfortable talking to a man versus a woman so that kind of uh, decreases the the pool uh, if uh, you're a minor or a major or someone that is uh, more elderly. So making sure that that therapist is focused on that particular um, uh, subject group. If you're having a specific issue, where it be depression, where it be uh, bipolar disorder, knowing that the therapist fits in that uh it is specialized within that and also don't be afraid to go in for one session and if it doesn't f- fit with that therapist then they're not going to be angry at you to say that look it's it's not the right fit it's not something that i am looking for and the therapist will say okay i understand Uh, what are you looking for? They'll hear you out. And then they're going to say, okay, well, I can recommend some of my colleagues that might be a better fit. Because a therapist is not there to uh, profit off of you. They're there to help you. And if they know that they're not the right fit, or even through two or three sessions, they don't see that relationship build, they're going to say, look, I, I don't think that we're the best of fit. You're not making the progress you should be making. I'm going to refer you to someone that you may have a better fit. I don't know if that answers your question a little bit. Yep, that'll work. Mm-hmm.
4: Is there, can I, can I ask a question? Yeah, go ahead. I literally didn't no. know if I could. I'm glad no. I can. Keep, keep your mouth. Yeah, you can. We, we, we right invited you, we, we all
1: invited you here, Cuddle, so you would remain quiet. I'm just kidding
4: i was staying quiet now um no (laughs) um with all the uh like there's there's all sorts of kinds of therapy out there right now um everything Mm -hmm. from the traditional freudian kind of couch therapy to speech therapy to like you can you can go see a psychologist versus a psychiatrist um, mm-hmm. or you could see you could see a counselor or you could go see someone that's that got a certificate over a weekend at your local church um mm-hmm. it seems like there's all of these choices besides like we you talked a little bit about once you've once you've decided on one how do you even I, I, where do i even begin to start out of the entire kind of cornucopia of services that are out there like how, how would I know if I need talking therapy or cognitive behavior therapy? I don't know the names of any of these things. I'm making them up. <laughs> yes,
3: it's CBT, it's CBT, cognitive behavioral therapy. Uh, and that's typically for the therapist to decide what is the best treatment approach for that particular issue. But finding the type of therapist that would better fit the needs is important. So, understanding the differences between a a psychotherapist, a psychologist, a psychiatrist, a social worker, a counselor is very important. So, a psychiatrist is someone with a medical degree. So, a a doctor of medicine that went through their pre med, their med school, and then specialized in psychiatry. Typically a psychiatrist will not really offer uh, therapy. They will have small sessions to see how things are going, but they're mainly there to provide medication and to kind of update and change how things go. And typically, a psychologist works in tandem. uh, We're in a clinic or at a hospital or an outpatient to help kind of do that routine Therapy, where it'd be on a weekly basis, on a bi-weekly basis. So a psychologist, uh, it used to be way back in the day, someone with a bachelor's in psychology. Then it got switched to you needing a master's in psychology, and now it's moved up to a doctorate in psychology. So compared to a psychiatrist, a psychiatrist, like I said, is a medical doctor. Whereas a psychologist is a doctor of psychology. So they didn't didn't go through med school. They studied psychology for uh, for us. It's a minimum of eight years or more. And going through all of the internships and the, the prerequisites. When we're looking at a social worker, so a clinical social worker, it's someone with a bachelor's and a master's in social work and then having that specialization on a clinical sense, so learning certain things. But a clinical social worker is, by law, not allowed to do as much as a psychologist, certainly in terms of psychometric testing. So when we're looking for a diagnosis... We're going to go see a psychologist or a psychiatrist where a social worker cannot do those tests and cannot uh, give a diagnosis. Same thing with a counselor. Counselor will have a uh, either a one- to two-year certificate, but they, uh, they don't have the vast knowledge as some of the other uh, mental health professionals do. Typically, counselors are more focused in one particular field and are generally supervised by either a psychiatrist or a psychologist. I don't know if that makes a little bit of sense. Well, in, in the,
4: uh, at at the risk of taking up too much time, um, Mm -hmm. let me, let me follow it up with, um, so where should I, where, where would you recommend one starting in that hierarchy? Like, should I go to a counselor and see if that's enough do I need to check myself into Bellevue for three weeks? Like, because I I felt sad last week and that's, I I don't mean to make a joke out of mental health, but I mean, where, where is, where is it in the, in the uh, kind of the, the, I guess the spectrum of services, where do you start?
3: Okay. Well, I may be a little bit biased on it because I am studying to be a psychologist and uh, I would feel that seeing a psychologist would cover the most amount of bases in one particular go. So typically a psychologist will say, well, if you you require certain medications, they'll refer you to your family physician or they can refer you to a psychiatrist. And they're taking care of the weekly or bi-weekly therapy sessions to help you deal and manage with what's going on. So personally, I would recommend seeing a psychologist, uh, seeing a clinical social worker for some people are are a good option as well, given what's available to you in your given area. Because we know that not all areas in uh, North America and around the world have psychologists readily available. Sometimes they only have uh, counselors or they have... Um, clinical social workers. So look what's available in your area. If, if possible, I would recommend going to see a psychologist, or if you can't, I would go see a clinical social worker.
0: Now, where, where could somebody find that information and those resources? Like if they were looking into taking that first step and uh, looking for something local, what would be an easy place for them to find those sort of resources.
3: Well, in terms of psychologists, every psychologist that has a license to practice needs to be registered with, or in Canada we have provinces, or in, in the U.S. you guys have states, needs to be registered within the province or the state. So every state, every province has a regulatory body that you can go to their website and you can find the therapist within your regions so they'll have the list of every psychologist within your state and then you can filter that out throughout the um, major locations within the state that's awesome so those that's what i would recommend starting with so kind of looking for your state and seeing uh, psychologists or psychology association, and they sh- it should bring up that regulatory body, and they sh- there should be a find a therapist button somewhere on that page, where you can kind of filter out uh, the type of therapist uh, and the location of it.
4: There's uh, there's nothing sexier out there. Like there's no app for this. Like I don't have Uber, but like bring me a psychiatrist. <laughs> You're having a bad day?
3: Well, I'm not really aware. I think there's some, but not all psychologists are really registered on it. Uh, there's also the the yellow pages. There's also... Uh, that's, uh, that's a good option if you want to go old, sc- old
0: school. There's also uh, Hopeline, which uh, was at PAX mm-hmm. East. I don't know if Cuddles, if you saw them up in the uh, diversity room. Uh, Hopeline is a text-based uh, service that we talked about on our last episode as our uh, foundation, and they are great to get 24-7 uh, service but they also have resources too so if you're also looking for that you can text uh to hopeline and they can help direct you to uh resources in your area and a mental health professional
4: oh yeah and there's there's always organizations out there kind of like stackup.org that offer (laughs) um crisis intervention services that may be tailored directly If you are in crisis, that may be tailored directly towards your particular segment. Um, Whereas our guys are trained up um, to deal specifically with veteran situations. um, There, there's the Trevor Project um, for LGBTQ um, QIA. I I don't know. We keep on adding letters to it. Um, (laughs) I'm one of them, so I guess I get to make that joke. I don't know. Maybe that's still offensive. Um, but no, there's the Trevor project that does specifically LGBTQ, um, community and speaks to them. So there's, there's places out there.
0: The main thing is you just have to take that first step and look, you have to be willing to acknowledge that you're going through a crisis and reach out, you know, for some assistance and that assistance is there, waiting for everyone, you know, any any time.
2: Absolutely. Well, well uh, like I was saying a few episodes ago, I think we are in a like on a crossroad right now, where we are finally with things like what we're doing, you know, like communities. It, like you know, Saint fourteen. Came from the Destiny community, and we want to bring awareness of mental health to the Destiny community. StackUp does it for the communities of like, uh, for one, gamers and and veterans, you know. Uh, and the we are at a crossroad where like these barriers are being finally being broken. So you don't have to go directly to like a website and like a really old school, boring website to look up for this stuff. You you can reach out to your communities out there and you know somebody somebody's talking about this stuff right now and that's what that's all we're trying to do we're just trying to talk about it so everybody can find that community and and start getting the help there like a, a little push from your friend you know what i mean and then that will bring you to like hey i know these people they it's a good place to start go to stack up you know they can help you there maybe they'll send you they'll they can help you find the help you need and we're like a a community level you know, first help for a lot of us, you know what I mean? And that's what we're trying to do, that's what StackUp is trying to do and yeah, that's that's my two cents there.
0: (laughs) Nice, no, you're absolutely right. Yeah, Uh, you know, we're community members for the community. I mean, we're always here, StackUp's always here, and a dozen more foundations and groups that are doing the same thing across all sorts of different communities are all there to help everyone and those resources are there and they're they're waiting for everyone so nobody should feel like they should keep it on the inside or anything if they're going through something help and support is there
1: yeah Thank you so much. Uh, that was a great, great little segment. Uh, it's probably, I think it's time to move on to uh, Goku's uh, character analysis. So every, I- every week we do a different um, well, we do a little Twitter poll uh, cuddles. And uh, Goku does like a little character breakdown. Um, and this week we kind of did a uh, military theme. Uh, we picked uh, Captain Price from Call of Duty, Sergeant Wrecker from Battlefield 4, Commander Shepard from Mass Effect and um, BJ Blazkowicz from Wolfenstein and Big Shocker, Commander Shepard 1.
5: So <laughs> Goku's
1: going to do our little analysis of Commander Shepard.
3: Well, Commander Shepard was kind of a hard one to do just due to the nature of the Mass Effect games and Bioware games in general. So Mass yeah. Effect games are very much a... Uh, choose your own adventure type of uh, game, and your choices dictate who your character becomes. So I'm not really going to analyze everyone's Commander Shepard. I'm going to analyze my Shepard. That yeah. uh, when I did my playthrough, playthroughs, multiple playthroughs of uh, the Mass Effect trilogy. Uh, That's good. So we're not even touching and- Andromeda.
2: That's good because mine was kind of kind of an a hole. To everybody.
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I was on full full paragon, so <laughs> nice. I'll admit so, I had no idea who
0: any of these characters were for this week's poll except for Shepard. And it was only mm-hmm. through talking the people that played the game. I've never played Mass Effect, so I have no idea of the character.
3: You ne- you need to play through Mass Effect. There's about a it, million it, games it, it, I need to play. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so um uh, Uh, Commander Shepard. So I chose a male Shepard. So I know a lot of people like the the femme Shep, but I chose the the male version of of Shepard. So John Shepard was born on April 11th, 2154. He was named after, uh, and the creators of the Mass Effect trilogy uh, mentioned this, that he was named after Alan Shepard which is a real person. He was the first American astronaut to travel in space. So when you boot up uh, the first Mass Effect, you're greeted with the character creation screen where you can create and choose your gender, your appearance, your name, your skills, as well as your, as your pre-service history. And it, it all impacts the story and certain missions that you're going to get. So my shepherd was a earth orphan uh, that he was raised on earth in the streets uh, in a great megatropolis. And he escaped the life of petty crime and underworld gangs by enlisting in the Alliance military when he turned 18. And for the psychological profile, he was a sole survivor. So during his service... um, In a mission that went terribly wrong, he was trapped in an extreme survival situation uh, where he had to overcome physical and psychological torment and stressors that would have broken most people. So here we're talking about resilience. We're talking about coping strategies. So he survived while everyone else in his platoon was killed by a thresher maw on Akus, which is one of the planets. So being the last sole survivor, he uh, went through trauma, so that's psychological stress, but we're also talking about what's called post-traumatic growth. So post-traumatic growth is when someone is uh, confronted with all of the... um, all of the trauma, it can kind of go one of two ways. They can be very overwhelmed and uh, having all of those negative emotions regarding post-traumatic stress. But they can also kind of flip it and use it as something to move them forward, to make something else uh, out of their life, to help others. And this is one of the things that motivates Shepherd. He wants to save everyone. He wants to help everyone around him. So in Mass Effect 1, he gets a vision uh, from the spires of the Reapers, and he tries to warn everyone and all of the Galactic Council of the impending doom, and no one believes him. So he's trying to gather proof to save uh, the entire galaxy. And this kind of... Transpires itself through Mass Effect One, Two, and Three. In Mass Effect Two, we're looking at another trauma. Where uh, spoiler, if you haven't played the games, uh, at the beginning of Mass Effect Two, Shepard dies. You get pulled into an airlock, well, out of the airlock into space, down through the atmosphere of a a planet. Wait, whoa, whoa! And so, so the main character dies. Yeah, there's a twist. He gets revived. You're blowing by my mind a, right now. Yeah, yeah, he gets revived by a corporation called Cerberus. So he they reanimated his body. It was so like a whaling
0: corporation, theater. huh?
3: Yeah. But that kind of gives some psychological stressors. And depending on if you're going Paragon or uh, you're going Rogue... It depends on, it'll affect Shepard in a certain way. So the more rogue you go, the more your body is decaying and is resisting that reanimation. So it's kind of something that's pretty important and pretty interesting to see. And then moving on to Mass Effect 3, where it's the galactic war, where the Reapers are trying to extinguish all sentient life, on, in the galaxy uh, Shepard is going through tremendous stress and constant stress and this is even mentioned by uh, one of the um, uh, the AIs called Edie saying that Shepard is overly stressed that she's monitoring his vitals and he's just in a constant state of stress So, when I speak with my clients in terms of stress, I say that it's not the amount of stress someone has. It's how long that person is carrying that amount of stress. Because a person can go through a big stressor, but if it's short-lived, the stress goes up and then it goes down. But when that stress is constant, it wrecks havoc on the body. It'll, play, uh, it'll wreck havoc on your immune system. It'll wreck. Uh, play a, a wreck on your muscles as well. You're going to have a lot of sore muscles, some neck, uh, back issues, some gastrointestinal problems. Uh, so stress can be something very significant, certainly if it's going on for a long time. And then... Going and like I said, I'm not going to spoil the entirety of the Mass Effect series because I want I want people to really play it, but it, it kind of comes to a culmination throughout the end. At first, people weren't happy with the ending of Mass Effect Three, but all of your choices carry out through the games, so it's really you making your own story and shaping the journey of this character, which I, I feel it's a very important part of the game uh, that you can really embody and you can really connect with that character because you're making him pretty much you and how you would feel that you could react or you could go the opposite way and being an ass like Dave did.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Now the, you, you were saying, uh, you know, like the, the stress factor on it and, uh, You know, Shepard... Like, there was so much responsibility thrown on him, you know, from...
3: Oh, an amazing amount of responsibility.
2: Like, that's what shapes all this stress that he's going through all the time. And throughout the games, you're losing people left and right. You have to choose between... Like, it happens all the time where you have to choose between two amazing characters that were close to you. Mm -hmm. And let one In the first
3: game yeah in the first game you're making a choice of is this character or this character going to die and it and it's carrying over for to game two and three that if you choose this character, they're dead, they're never coming back in the entire yep. series
2: yeah hmm. too much for one man or woman mm-hmm. and,
3: yeah and if you don't do a specific thing in Mass Effect 2, you don't get a specific storyline in Mass Effect 3. So, it, it kind of shapes your own adventure. That's pretty is, cool. Mm-hmm. So,
0: 1, 2, and 3 of the Mass Effect series, the decisions you make in the first game carry over into the second game, which might not be the same for everybody, depending on which route you take and who you pick yep. over the other one. So... People that go to the second game could have a total different experience from the decisions they made in the first one. That's pretty
3: wild. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because the general storyline is the same, but the branching side quests are different. Hmm.
0: That's pretty interesting. Mm-hmm. I like that.
2: Yeah, there hasn't, yeah, there hasn't it, been no other game that has done it the way they did it, which that's is... That's
3: impressive.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Pretty amazing,
3: it is, yes. Yeah, so, so that's my kind of analysis of Shepard. Don't know if anyone has anything else to kind of add to uh, their own experience with Mass Effect and their Shepard besides Dave going rogue. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I've never played it. Cuddles,
0: have you ever played Mass Effect?
4: I have, I have, it's one of the so I have this really bad habit of games like that that I really love. Um, so think Mass Effect, Skyrim, Far Cry. I never finish them because I know if I finish them, then it'll be over. So I, I have all of these great games. Like, I've never finished a Mass Effect game. Never done it. And I haven't touched the Andromeda yet. I would like to go back and do that one.
3: Mm-hmm. Uh, I would recommend going with the the trilogy rather than Andromeda. Andromeda has some problems, uh, I would really recommend the trilogy, and what's really fun with the original trilogy is there are, I think, six different classes that you can take, which varies the weapons and the abilities that you have. So throughout a whole play th- playthrough with 1, 2, and 3, you can play through the whole series again where the combat is completely different. Just because you choose because I, I chose uh, my shepherd was a soldier. so I had some abilities, but if someone takes a biotic, you s- still have guns, but you're mainly using your biotic abilities which it which are more like space magic and destiny. So not launching Nova bombs and rifts, space and flame magic. throwers, yeah.
0: Ah, I love me some space so, magic in a game. I'll so it
3: changes the, the combat completely.
0: I'm going to have to try that. I'm going to have to pick that game up and start from the first one and work my way through. After I finish God of War, of course.
3: Yeah, because you can buy the trilogy, I think, on PS3. But if you have a PC that can handle it, I would recommend playing it on the PC. <laughs> I got both.
0: I, I still have a PS3. Uh, I think it's kicking around in our daughter's room for a DVD player, to be honest, and Minecraft, and uh, yeah, because playing it on the PC, PC
3: you'll kind of get the the better graphics and frame rates, and well, because I think the f- the first Mass Effect game is rather old. Yeah, yeah, it's it,
0: it, it's it's a long running series. Well, speaking of graphics and stuff. I think that's a perfect spot to uh, more into uh, gaming news. Uh, I just wanted to touch base on that. Uh, Today, a very, very special thing happened. Uh, Dave stepped away for a second, but very special thing. Season four of Fortnite has begun today. Mm -hmm. The comments with the spin foil hats from last week, Dave saying that it's going to destroy...
3: Tilted Tower did not happen. It's a sad day,
0: <laughs>
3: but a lot of the community was thinking they was going to destroy Tilted Tower. Oh God! I think the uh, community itself Software. tried to destroy Tilted Tower. Did you see that? Yeah, I think. <laughs> yeah, well, I think Epic was just kind of trolling everyone.
0: Uh, the cool thing was, meteorites, while I was getting closer to Season 4 and the end of Season 3, uh, the com- meteorites were coming down during matches and starting to hit the ground and everything like that. So that was really cool to see that. But now, I think people could actually get hit by the, those comments as well. I think you're right. I didn't play during it, but... Uh, uh, nor did I. But I know it's really exciting right now. So I think the new... Theme for season four of Fortnite is superheroes. There's throughout the map, there's uh like superhero layers that you can find and wander into and this and that. But uh there's a whole new set of uh whole new set of uh gear to get. Uh it's starting right back over for the week, uh, challenges for the week, everything resetted, and it's looking to be a very exciting season for Fortnite.
1: I mean, and you know, speaking of Fortnite, I don't have the exact figure, but I read a statistic, and it was um, not not April, but in March, they made over like two hundred twenty million dollars.
0: Oh, I think it was actually month. more
1: than that. Yeah, yeah, no, like I'm saying, it was over two hundred twenty. But I don't want to, I don't want to throw For... out a grandiose figure that's not true but you know for a free game it was was lots and lots of money
0: disgusting thing is it's a free game and they made that much money
1: and and, you know i i i actually have the um the pde part of it and it is just as fun
3: (laughs) well i think i I remember fort fortnite's still in early access yeah the battle royale is still early access
4: I think the funniest thing out of all of it, at least to me, is the fact that, like, these guys were making this game, like, this PVE game that nobody had heard of. And, like, very few people gave any flips about.
3: And yeah, then, I remember seeing Fortnite. Think, well, it looks interesting. Yeah, like, oh, that tower defense type of thing. Yeah, yeah.
4: Cartoony, weird. Like, all right, I'll try it out. But no. Somehow, a few of these guys were sitting around the office once. Because I guarantee this is what happened. Um, they were sitting around the office drinking some beer. They're like, oh, man, stupid PUBG. Got all the hits. Look at them on Twitch all smug with their chicken dinners. I bet we can make one of those. Tommy. 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 Tommy, go make a- go make a battle royale and they like put the intern on coding this damn battle royale game and all of a sudden it like PUBG, who <laughs> like that that had to be what happened because they like legitimately i i don't think epic took that i i don't think epic originally took fortnite seriously um i think they threw it out there as like a like a publicity kind of thing for their PVE game, and now nobody even realizes that there's a PVE game.
3: <laughs> the only reason they realize it is because they have to select the Battle Royale in the startup menu.
4: Yeah. <laughs>
3: What's, oh, that other thing
4: on the startup menu.
1: Yeah. yeah. <sighs> um, for anybody that has never gone to twitch.tv slash the game case, you need to. Especially when he, especially um, not just for morning coffee and cuddles, but when he plays Elite Dangerous, just as hilarious.
4: Thank you. <laughs> I'm just, just, I'm yep. just a neckbeard that talks into a tin can, man.
3: <laughs> That's it. Uh, uh, one of the other news is that we talked about uh, me and Joe were playing uh, God of War, and that game is just continuing to you get praise throughout the community and throughout the reviews and everyone that i'm seeing kind of reviewing the game is just giving it nines and tens across the board
0: oh i would definitely give it uh you know a 10 myself i would give
3: it a 10 as well It, it just it it's a breath of fresh air because it's been five years, five or six years since God of War 3. So it's well, been a while. this game was
0: five years in development. But yeah. I will say that there was a thing on Reddit and it's been hitting my news feeds that if you got the collector's edition of God of War, uh, somebody figured out that the stuff that they put in it actually decipher into a secret like quest in the game. So if you I have uh the uh Stonemason edition and it comes with a cloth map of the world and wooden figures. And if you go around the entire edge of it and decipher the ruins all the way around, it actually says something. And it it it's like a location on the map and it starts a secret quest that only people that have the collector's edition would know about it and could actually see
3: it. Now you could just go on Reddit and you know go you know. I saw today that apparently there's a um, Infinity Gauntlet Easter egg. Yeah, in God of War. Yeah, I saw that too.
0: Yeah, they it's a phenomenal <clears throat> game. I mean, just the combat alone is just oh, very it's satisfying. so good.
3: One of the things when I started the game with, with the combat, because uh, I just checked it, it's been eight years since God of War 3. And we've been so used to the Blades of Chaos in God of War. Having the axe at at first, like I'm not sure how the axe is going to play out because I'm so used to Kratos having those blades. Oh, it's just and so bad. I'm, the axe is I'm awesome. I'm loving the axe. And I don't know where you're at in your game, but later on you get your blades again. And you can switch between the two, and oh my god, is it so fun. But, so that kind of does it for uh, our gaming news. Well,
0: actually, not quite yet, because Dave has Mm -hmm. come back from the unknown. Dave, are you back with us?
2: Yes, I am. Can you guys hear me okay? Yeah, we can hear you. Alright, so... Are we on gaming news or community news? Or did we get through that already?
0: Well, I want to get your take on Fortnite first.
3: Before Fortnite? we move on. <laughs> the person that did not want to play Fortnite that now plays Fortnite.
2: Well, okay. I want to, I want to clear this up. I, I love everything about Fortnite. I just don't like playing Fortnite very much. So I enjoy like everything they do. I like watching. I can see on watching YouTube videos of like Ninja and Dr. Lupo for hours and laugh and laugh and 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 enjoy it so much. I, I love their outfits, their dancing, the the strategy that they use. But I am not very good at it, so I don't enjoy playing it itself. So now, now you see where I'm coming from, okay? But uh, did you guys talk about the meteor finally hitting?
3: Yeah, we we talked about the meteor kind of dropping down and
2: yeah, yeah. So, being, it, uh, <clears throat> so as a turn of turn up events, it it changed to, I guess, the superheroes that came with the meteor, meteor and uh, you know that's going on. It's pretty cool. Uh, me and my daughter got on today and check out all the all the craters, and they got these little rocks that make you like lose gravity, so you jump higher, kind of like a warlog. It's pretty cool. So, when you guys get a chance, you should get in there. Um, so, there's a few things that I wanted to bring for gaming news. Uh, the Can I jump into that? Or did we already went through that?
0: We already went through uh, gaming news while you uh, stepped away. Uh, I just wanted to come back and uh, talk Fortnite real quick with you before moving on to uh, community news. So, I wanted to... Uh, Cause you were really excited about season four mm-hmm. and with all the spin foil that we've been talking and everything. So cool, cool. But what, what do you got for community news? Oh,
2: uh, well, before we go, I want to announce, well, not announce, but I want to talk about H1Z1 is going to PlayStation on the 22nd. And I know that's like old new news, but I'm very excited. And I hope you guys download it. It's going to be free. They change a lot of gaming uh from the computer side to the 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 screen the menus everything works different and they made the game to so every match is only about 15 to 20 minutes instead of 30 to 40 minutes so i'm excited so that's just, about that's that.
0: a that's another that's another battle royale
2: game right that is the original i would call it that's that was the, before the og
0: battle royale. The og
2: and I, i'm i'm excited that game plays really well I've I like watching videos about it and stuff. And I always wanted to play it. Never had a PC for it, but, uh, it's coming to PlayStation. It's going to be free and it's going to be optimized for console. So I'm really excited about that. So, uh, for community news, well, the summit just happened this week. Awesome. And, uh, um, well, that's, yeah. Can you guys hear me? Yes. Yes. Okay. Uh, so the summit happened and uh it it seems like the, it was a success uh everybody that came back you can summarize everything they've been talking about it as in september this is going to be great uh warm is coming and it's going to be good but september there's a lot of stuff happening uh it's they went over there very skeptical and they came back saying, basically praising the event overall. Uh, everybody has great things to say. They they had a lot of, they said they only talked for about 10 hours every day. Uh, they got to see Warmind for about two hours on the first day and that was it and the rest of the time they were talking about the game. They were going to lunch and talking about the game. They were finishing. They were going to dinner all together and still talking about the game. Uh, there's a lot of positivity coming out of it. Uh, mm. You know, everybody's like, it's the the ball is the ball is on Bungie's court, and let's see what they do. And that's basically where we at. And I, I'm excited. I'm actually excited for Warmind that it's looking pretty fantastic at, at the moment.
3: One thing that I listened to the uh, DCP podcast, so it was, um, I think it was Holtz, uh, Watts, Pope and Datto, they they kind of have a uh, summit, uh, post, uh, post-summit podcast and talking about the question they had asked, because they couldn't go into details due to the NDA, but saying that, they had proposed things on the first day and the next day the devs were coming back. So with your feedback, we thought this or we could do this. And they had given feedback on um, the the new um, the new sort of horde mode. Uh, I don't remember the, the name of it the uh, escalation protocol. Uh, saying that it was too easy at first, and the next day they increased the difficulty. Yeah. And I think that's what Bungie needs to do is really listen to the community saying, okay, we're upping those things.
2: Yeah, not only that, they also uh, were talking about uh, something for the future for content they, they can't really talk about, but Bungie had like the worst idea ever. The way they made it sound, it was like it was like something really bad they were going to put in the game. They put it out, and everyone was like, Whoa, no. They came over the next day, balled it up, threw it in the garbage, and they were like, What do you guys want? And they would start talking mm-hmm. about it. And, you know, that's the kind of stuff that we need right now. And I'm excited. I'm seeing a lot of changes. Like, uh, I think there's, War Mine is going to have some of that grind back with all the uh, new weapon chasing that we're going to be doing for the exotics and all mm. that. Uh,
3: The the new exotics, they they look amazing. Super fun. It's still the same exotics we have, but they're masterworked. They've gotten a lot of the things changed, plus they have the Catalyst. I don't know if you guys heard about the the Catalyst, Mm -hmm. which is kind of an extra perk added on to the exotics that you need to go do something that is super vague that no one actually knows what it is yet. I'm just going to tell
0: you right now, I am somewhat excited for these retooled exotics but i'm also like dreading it for a pvp stance because i'm not looking forward to running into any <laughs> exotics and pvp Oh man! the way these things are they're showing them in the previews with the graviton lance mm-hmm. and that risk runner today i'm just like my eyes are bugging out of my
2: head going how am i gonna beat that I'm down. I want I want them to break this game. And I, want it to I be think fun. one of the things is that uh,
3: Bungie well, the catalyst is well, well, kind of going back is what on. The get original design of Destiny 2 PvP was this hyper-competitive eSport 4v4 super balanced with the dual primaries and it kind of fell flat because it's a very balanced game. is a not very exciting game. So kind of going back to what they were calling the hero moments of Destiny 1 is one of the things I think is going to be fun to, to go back into Destiny PvP again. Somebody was telling me that they,
0: uh, for this War Mine, they also throttled uh, progression rates again. Like, they throttled them down to make it a little more uh, difficult to progress, to kind of elongate yeah, going...
3: this DLC a little bit more. Yeah, they said that the grind from, I think... 335 330 to 360. It's gonna be a long is road, the same amount that 360 to 380. It's gonna be like two tiered,
5: mm-hmm. and
3: it's and power, and their power level is gonna matter more as well because they change kind of the delta as well.
2: And it's gonna be faster for people that play Destiny overall, like if you do PvP and PvE. You, you'll you level up faster than if you only do pvp or only pvp or pve but you will still be able to get to that max level it would just take you longer if you do only two other activities instead of mm-hmm. all four you know right. um, so so what are your thoughts about
3: the uh, summit cuddles
4: <sighs> i i have i have little to nothing to say about Destiny, unfortunately. I uh-huh. So I love Destiny. Um I didn't really get into Destiny 1. Um, I uh-huh. really love Destiny 2. Um, uh-huh. but nobody wants to play it anymore. Uh-huh. <laughs> like I, all all I, my friends it. that were playing Destiny are are not. And uh no, uh-huh. I, I, I have followed a little bit of what's going on. I'm super excited for the uh-huh. exotics. I can't wait. I can't wait to try out my Sunshot. Um, in pvp mm-hmm. as much as mm-hmm. as much as you're not looking forward to it like i really don't care
2: you want explosions yeah you know, i want to go have some fire fun. everywhere oh um, yeah it's, it's gonna be great so mm-hmm. it's i
4: i think this will make my very casual self happy but i understand i'm also not destiny's like main consumer
2: yeah yeah mm-hmm. i'm anyway, dying I, I,
0: for the continuation of the story and Lore, you know, I'm just, I am yeah. just—I cannot wait to see what is inside this Warmind DLC. You
3: know, I really because they put out a—they um, they put out a blog post today, kind of detailing, kind of somewhat of a prequel for um the Warmind, and a comic is coming out this week. Did you catch that part I about the, for, the, yeah, for, the Godworms? That was part Ooh. of my uh, game. No, movie. I haven't read through the whole thing yet. Yeah, that was part of my gaming Cause, news. Because they were, they were...
2: Sorry. What's it? Yeah, they, they were... Um... I was saying that was part of my gaming news. I didn't know if you guys talked about it. But today, they did a, basically a lore dump on the Bungie website. They talked about the comic book that's coming up. Mm-hmm. And they underneath it, if you scroll down, there is grimoire. Like old school style grimoire that you can just sit there and read while you're in the toilet. And get lost for hours. <laughs>
0: That's pretty specific, Dave. <laughs> yes,
2: and this is—it's pretty uh, like it's so exciting for the lore community. Like, uh, I don't know. Going back to the summit, when Mylene was talking about what he's experienced as, as, at the summit, he went over there, and there was no representation at the summit for lore, and. Uh, one of the guys, uh, Patrick Casey, uh, he, he works for Bungie now. I don't know if you guys knew that. Uh, well, Yeah, he works for Bungie now. Yeah, he he, he saw Mylan he, that he was kind of bummed. He's like, hey, what's going on, man? And Mylan's like, you know, there's nobody from the lore community to talk to. So he took him. He was like, let's go talk to, uh, I forgot his name, the, the the one of the new guys that is always talking on, on Twitter about this. Thing. I forgot his name. But he took him to him, and he's like, oh, don't worry, man, I'll get you. And they they took Mylan. It was him, one of the narrator uh, guys, and Mylan by themselves. And they got into a a room for like two hours. And Mylan was able to, like... The way he told the story, it was, like, super touching. Like, I I was listening to a podcast, and, like, I teared up a little bit. The Destiny Down Under podcast? And uh, he's talking about this experience and how you know he the first day he was like kind of lost because he didn't know he had all this information like remember we we did all the surveys with him and everything about the lore Mm -hmm. and he didn't have anybody to like give him to and then you know like they just approached one, one of them over there and they gave him like a private room and about two hours of the time so he could like break it down for them so i'm very hopeful and you know it like it is, it's already showing like this is this was already like all this lore that they dumped today they didn't they didn't just make it after the summit like it, there's a lot of stuff coming and i'm i'm excited oh man yeah let, let's wrap this up because uh i'm probably gonna lo- lose you guys real quick uh yeah. so the last thing uh that i wanted to talk about is that we were invited to uh Podcast PvP Showdown. And uh this is it was it's it was made it was made by Grenades and Horseshoes and they uh sent us an invite like a blast invite to like all the podcast community and on Twitter. And it I'm excited. It's gonna be amazing. I don't think we have a date yet, do we?
0: No, it's uh, uh sometime uh, after uh the D L C drops, a couple weeks after. That way people can get a little acclimated for the changes and You know, do some
3: private matches. Yeah, yeah, Uh, yeah. They were saying they just put out a a post today looking for sometime in June. Yeah.
2: Uh, Awesome. And I'm I'm practicing. So yeah, I actually. Yeah, when more mine comes out, I'll be
0: practicing. I stopped playing uh, God of
2: War. I'm not
0: wrapping that up, and I just went right back into (laughs) Destiny. It's like, okay, well, oh yeah. I'm going to get right back into PvP,
3: see what we can do. Yeah, I want to finish God of War before War Mine comes out, and then I'm going to go pretty hard into Destiny again.
2: (laughs) Well, just so we know, some of the people that got invited, it's going to be Tales podcast, Anti-Meta podcast, Focus Fire Chat, uh, SideQuest Sunday, uh, us at Saint-14, Guardians of D, G1Net, Crucible Radio, I think they have an advantage, right? What's going on there? Yeah. <laughs> uh, Destiny News Net, DCP Live, Destiny Reset, Destiny Community Artists, they're gonna have a some representation. Uh Destiny mm-hmm. Track, which is Destiny Tracker Network, uh Burley a Destiny Show, Destiny Addicts, Destiny Lorecast, and Destiny MVP. There's so there's a lot of podcasts like we, I'm sure we everybody's podcast is going to be and we are. <laughs> we'll see how it goes. Going to try hard.
0: <laughs> we got them all. When we get to the crucible, guys, yeah. we'll just lag switch it out and drop their rates. <laughs> we'll do an old pro. Hey, if and I'm run playing, on.
2: if I'm playing from this hotel room, we definitely off. got an advantage. Yeah,
1: man. Yeah, Dave, why don't you go ahead and spend a couple hundred bucks for a hotel room that day? <laughs>
2: Right, <laughs> that's not
1: I'm, creepy, it doesn't sound creepy, it's fine.
2: I'll just stay here for another two months. <laughs> like, for for real, yesterday we played uh, some competitive, and I was on the top of the leaderboard.
1: I wonder why.
2: And, I, and my friends were like, Oh man, Dave, you're doing awesome! I'm like, Yeah. I'm I'm about to get some hate mail here pretty soon. All
1: all all, of a sudden, his new clan tag says Hampton Inn.
2: (laughs) I can't afford the Hampton Inn.
0: (laughs) Well, how about we move on? Uh, Sentinel Dad, you got something special for us for tonight's episode. What do you got for (laughs) us?
1: Yeah, uh, so we, we like to do games every once in a while because we're adults. That's right. Um, <laughs> but we're gonna we're gonna do um, kind of like it's I call it inside the gamer studio. It's like inside the actor studios from James Lipton, except my voice is much more horrible, and it's about video games. And um, we're gonna talk to our good our our good friend Cuddles. and We're gonna ask him some questions so we can kind of get to know him a little bit more. So Cuddles what is your one favorite game of all time
4: dragon warrior on the nes nice
1: i love you bro no. um, it's the
4: well no when i was when i was a kid i i played a lot of um i played a lot of everything right like we all did yeah um, you didn't you didn't have a genre that you liked when we had the nintendos no you know you <laughs> just played video you, games you just played 'Cause that's all it was. There were you, those you go stores. to your
3: local video store and rent a Nintendo cartridge and it's yeah. just the new one that came out. What's uh, what's so, Mike's
4: pick for this week? Yeah. out at the Blockbuster. Contra but, um, it is. Well, no, but
5: what Dragon- I, miss,
4: oh, go ahead.
2: I was gonna say what I missed about those time was the 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 bartering system you had with your friends. It's like I, I had a Genesis. And my friends had nintendos so they will play their nintendo games on christmas i'll play my sega games then we will bring our our consoles in a like a walmart bag you know and bring it to class and trade for like two weeks and then we'll play all the games that they had and then you know once you did that you like trade cartridges those little handheld little games it it was always like you were always. Like there was an economy of like bartering with your friends, like you get this, I get this, like you play this, I play that. It was amazing, and I miss that. Like you can't really do that anymore.
1: <laughs> All right, my next question for you, Cuddles, is uh, what game do you absolutely despise?
4: That's a good question. I I don't know if there is one. Um, Ghost and Ghouls. I will. <laughs> um. I will say generically, I really dislike games that make me think, like games that have puzzles. Um, for example, Alien: Isolation, loved it. Super scary game. About three hours in, there was like it started to get, and you had to go down here and get this thing to unlock the purple door in the red section. Like on the uh, when you're circling the moon at an 83 degree angle on a Tuesday in the month of May. Like shut the fuck up! I want aliens to jump out and scare me. <laughs> And I want to win in the end. Like, can we just have that experience? <laughs>
1: nice. Um, all right. What, um, what's your favorite gaming word? It,
2: that can be anything,
1: really. Gaming word. Word. You know, like, uh, word, um, Kind of having to do with gaming, like, um, noob, salts, ammo, whatever. Leroy Jenkins. Leroy Jenkins.
4: (laughs) I, I think, I think my favorite would have to be, uh, would have to be noob. Like, I, I actually originally, a long time ago, that was part of my gamer tag. So, yeah.
1: (laughs) Um, if you had to be trapped in a game world for the rest of your natural life and unnatural which one would you like it to be
4: I like Stardew Valley um I feel like they don't ask you to do a lot like you <laughs> do a lot in that game but it's all entirely up to you like I want to go Azroth right like I wanna I wanna I want to go to my wow roots. But in all reality, like I don't want to go pick up people's poo. I don't want to go into the cave and then after I've gone into the cave for the thing that you needed and come back with it, you tell me about the other thing that you want in the cave. No, I would I would murder someone. So Stardew Valley, I can like I can plant awesome. like I can plant flowers and be happy. <laughs> um,
1: if you weren't a streamer and if you didn't work for a stack up, what would be your absolute dream job professionally?
4: Um, I would work in a surf shop. A surf shop? Somewhere job? close to the beach. I would, ideally I'd love to own a surf shop. Well, um, That's I've, been a dream of mine for years. My, my first impression of
1: you when I met you at GuardianCon last year was that you actually did work in a surf shop. So that makes <laughs> sense. Um, adversely, what profession would you absolutely not want?
4: Um... You know what we we've actually since we've talked about mental health like a lot, I could not I I could not be a um a mental health counselor, like I I could not after having seen the the things that have happened around our stop squad, I couldn't like I I have a lot of respect for the folks that deal with mental health on a daily basis and on a professional level, I uh I, I have a lot of respect for them.
1: Mm. All right totally understand that Uh, this is gonna be a fun one uh (laughs) if you were cognizant when you were born what would you say
4: why is it so cold here (laughs) I i was i was born in illinois so It's really cold (laughs) up there. I imagine it was cold. I was born in August, so maybe it wasn't. But yeah, no, it was probably cold.
1: All right, and um, last one. Um, If you had a non-gamer friend of yours, and you and um, you had to make them play a game, what would you? If you had to make them play a game to get into gaming, what would it be? World of Warcraft period cool well that was inside the gamer studio with uh chris cuddles the game case <laughs> um but i think um we're gonna move on we always we like to highlight streamers um each episode um i think this week uh, joe you got a streamer
0: i do have a streamer there's so many of them but if i had to pick one uh i don't know I know you guys are, you know who this is, but uh, young Khan is a member in our community. He's a member of the uh, destiny art community. Uh, he is a streamer on Twitch. He's uh, affiliated and everything. Uh, he takes subs and everything. He is a graphic design artist. He is the gentleman that helped create the St. 14 logo, uh, for the podcast and also our main logo, uh, worked with him with that and he did a phenomenal job and he does emotes and layouts and overlays and characters and whatever you want and he is so talented uh with everything he does and I think he's over 10,000 emotes now created I mean, he wow, does amazing. an amazing amount of work, but his streams, when you tune in, he's so personable, so relaxed and chill, and he loves interacting with the community and his community as well. Uh, it's just a great time. I, I like to uh, I write articles for Destiny Tracker, and uh, when I'm writing my articles, I always have con stream on on one of my screens because it's just so relaxed, so cool, engaging, and it just kind of helps me focus. And uh, if you don't know who he is, uh, check him out on Twitter. It's uh, YoungCon, uh, Y-U-N-G, uh, K-H-A-N. And same for uh, Twitch, uh, Young Khan. And he's got an epic beard and is always drinking hot coffee. I mean, he's a great guy. <laughs> doesn't get any better than that gentleman <laughs> right there. Yeah. Awesome dude.
1: He's a he's a fantastic dude. Um but I think that's going to kind of uh wrap it up this week. Um uh but before we do all of our uh, stuff, I will say we're um uh, about uh 16 days away from um i'm sorry uh 17 days away a little bit over two weeks away from our next uh, mental health awareness and charity stream and this is for stackup.org for their overwatch program and we're gonna be taught um it's all about uh, mental health and suicide awareness um it's gonna be from noon to 10-ish eastern standard time uh twitch.tv slash saint 14 project um we get a bunch of streamers um we, we also have an author, um, Ms. Uh, Charlotte Underwood. Um, uh, we have Bo Solaris, uh, Defiant Reaper, who's a stack-up streamer, um, uh, Bell Bunny, uh, I'm the Blue Ranger, uh, the guys from the Delta Co um, Fireteam Chat Podcast, the RNG cast, um, Nightmare Actual, and, uh, and, uh. Elvis from Stack Up will be having a slot as well. And another streamer called Ivy will also uh, be taking a slot for it. Um, Yeah, baby. And and also I want to say that um, uh, one of the streamers I mentioned, uh, Defiant Reaper, he actually did uh, kind of an impromptu um, part of a charity stream today for Stack Up, and he was promoting our uh, stream on May 19th. And in like four hours, he raised like $400 for Stack Up. And I think that's awesome. Nice job, Reaper. <laughs> um, but anyway, um, but hey, Cuddles, where can people find you? Where can they find Stack Up, um, et cetera?
4: Well, you can find me um, outside of Stack Up. I am a full time streamer. Um, so you can find me on twitch.tv slash The Game Case. You can find me on Twitter at The Game Case. And you can find stackup at stackup.org, all spelled out. Um, So D-O-T there in the middle. Um, And then the same thing over on Twitch, twitch twitch.tv slash stackup.org. You don't have to spell it out if you want to find us on the web. It's stackup.org with that dot being the one that you're used to on normal websites. We're not like super special or secretive or anything. Just come find our website. And if you need anything at all, um, or if you ever just need a friend to talk to, um, I'm here, and uh, the Stop Squad is here as well. Awesome.
1: Thank you so much, um, Cuddles. Awesome time. Um, no, thank you, appreciate guys. appreciate coming on. Um, yeah, thanks. Yeah, yeah, thank you and, very much. Um, thank you, everyone, for joining the project this week. Um, you can find us on uh, Twitter, Twitch, Instagram at um, Saint14Project. If you want to send us an email, you can send us to Saint14Project at gmail.com um, we have a Discord. It's open, just like the, the Stack Up Discord is. Um, it is pinned on our Twitter. Anyone can open that. There are mental health resources. There are self-help techniques. We have mental health professionals in there, so if you want to talk to someone real quick. Uh, we have a great little community. We play games together. We. Uh, it's just a very welcoming and chill place to be. Um, check us out on iTunes and Podbean. And... Hey, Goku,
3: where can people find you on the internet? Uh, they can find me uh, at SSJ5Goku28 on Twitch, Twitter, Instagram, uh, PSN, Discord, and YouTube. So pretty much everywhere that I could be found is at SSJ5Goku28. Awesome. Uh, Dave,
1: where can people find you when
2: when you are or are not at a hotel? Well, yeah, this week is going to be kind of hard because the internet, but uh, you can find me in Hachi Dave, just about anywhere. Uh Twitter, PSN, and MySpace, as always. Shut up. <laughs> uh
1: Joe's gonna edit that out. Hey Joe, where can people find you when you're not editing out Dave talking about MySpace?
0: You can find me at uh average Joe two two seven on Twitter and everywhere else.
1: Awesome. Um you can find me you know, on uh twitter at sentinel dad extra d on the end on um on twitch twitch.tv slash um sentinel dad i stream a few days a week um very chill atmosphere i'm on instagram gmail um discord everything um but anyways um awesome show thank you everyone for joining the project that was a good time
0: thanks again cuddles yeah you. yeah thanks,
4: hey, thank guys. you very thank much for joining you guys yeah. <laughs> it was a blast
0: all right, have a good one. All right. All right, thank guys.
4: All right, all right, all right. bye bye.